Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Adam Young, editor of the Lubbock Avalanche Journal, and this is The Lead. In this weekly podcast, we highlight some of the big stories impacting Lubbock and the South Plains. I visit with a few of our reporters. We talk a bit about what they're working on and stories they expect to share in the coming days. So let's get started. And we're joined now by the Avalanche Journal's government reporter, Alex Driggers, a regular guest on The Lead. And for the first time on The Lead, we've got uh, sports editor Carlos Silva Jr. Hey guys, how's it going? Great. Thanks for having us. Not too shabby, man. Appreciate y'all finally getting me on here. I know I'm a very difficult person to get <laughs> on the horn. So, uh, uh, you know, agent finally let me go. Well, glad to have you here. So we've got uh, a couple of things I know you're wanting to visit with us about. I know uh, Tech's got an, an interesting uh, schedule with a Big 12 game and then an, an SEC game coming up this upcoming weekend. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you look at what Texas Tech has been able to do. I think the biggest thing that you want to see is if they can get a victory in conference play. It's a very difficult conference. I mean, you saw the Kansas State last week defeated Kansas on on their own home turf, uh, Kansas being the number two ranked team, Texas Tech obviously still searching. We'll see how things uh, play out, obviously, with this being recorded on a Monday. But certainly, Mark Adams would love to get a victory at Kansas State. But as you mentioned before, if they don't, they have a huge opportunity going into Tuesday when they host West Virginia, a team that's also been struggling in the Big 12 Conference. And not only that, but then you go out of conference for a small little spell as you play in the Big 12 SEC Challenge, and you'll be taking on LSU on the road. So certainly two big challenges, as Mark Adams talks about, and we'll see if they're able to get a victory on there because I know that's something that all the players and all the coaching staff are really, really looking forward to, and I'm sure the fan base as well is just trying to look for something positive, especially after a a big year for football and now with Tech Baseball starting up and everything else kind of going, going into full gear in the spring. Just from your perspective, having covered a number of seasons as they've uh, had good seasons and good records, what have you seen just as they've been on this skid uh, in terms of uh, you know fans and energy in, in the uh, in, in the arena? I think it's interesting when you kind of look at what Mark Adams was when he was here. Everyone called him the defensive guru uh, back back uh, with the previous head coach. He was called the defensive coordinator, and I think that's something that's been lost. They've in their six-game losing streak, again, I know we're recording this on Monday, but they've given up an average of 74.5 points a game, and that's not what Mark Adams is about. He wants you to play defense. He wants it to be under 60. They're not doing that right now, and I think if they're able to do that against West Virginia at home, maybe LSU, and kind of figure things out, because that's the other thing, too, is they're still incorporating some new guys like Fardaz Amak, who had uh, injured his foot in a preseason workout. He broke a bone in that foot, so he was trying to get back. And now once you get him into the lineup, you got to figure out your roles. you got to figure out, okay, this guy plays like this, this guy plays like this, and that's going to help a little bit when you look at Kevin O'Banner, who 
you thought was going to be the leader. Uh, not to say that he hasn't, but I think uh, you need to be a little bit more assertive if you want to be that top scorer, which he has been so far, but he's just been inconsistent. Same thing with Jalen Tyson. He's a young guy, mid-year transfer from Texas had joined the program, and I think that's something that you look at. He's had two straight double-doubles. If he can continue that consistency, that helps because you know what you're getting out of him, but then what are you getting out of Kevin O'Banner? Are you getting a double-double out of him? Are you getting double-figure scoring? And then after that, you just look at some of the other guys like a Daniel Bacho or Kerwin Walton. You just see if you can get that going. So to answer your question in a very long form, but then short right now, they just haven't been playing really good defense, and that's what Mark Adams has known about. That's his DNA, and once they get to that, I think they'll see a shift in it. But the one thing that they have been doing is their offense is starting to get into form with Fardaz Amac coming back. But what have you seen in terms of energy from the fans and just uh, you know people filling it out, the swag surfing, stuff like that that we had been getting? Well, obviously, when you go on a six-game losing streak, that hurts uh, the attendance, that hurts uh, you know morale for fans and fan bases. I mean, as you guys saw what happens when you win in football, people start coming and people start you know cheering and people start talking about it. And when football wasn't great, you saw what happened. The crowds dissipated a little bit. I know COVID played a little bit of part in that in the last couple of years, but... There weren't great crowds up until Joey McGuire came in and started winning, and they were getting talked about a lot last year. And then, of course, Texas Tech being as good as they were getting to the national championship in 2019 certainly uh, got them to heights unseen. But then now when you kind of go on these losing streaks, you're not going to see those packed houses. You may get you know, that same uh, loudness, if you will, when you do need uh, some help or some energy from the home crowd. But I think the one thing that you have to re- realize is there's a lot of young players on this team and if they're able to get those fans back into it it'll certainly help them it almost helped them against Baylor almost helped them against uh, Texas where there were some fans that did travel to Austin and that helped them a little bit but I they have to hold court especially after winning so many games at home but now you've dropped your last three again just going back to your earlier point they've got to find a way to get a victory and then on the Lady Raiders side, they've been looking a lot better to the point where they've you know, had an upset win over uh, number 25 Texas here, almost to the point where Alex was thinking about going midway through the game. That he did, and he somehow uh, you know, got turned around. But if anything, at least we got donuts the next day. Thanks, yeah, Danny. Yeah, I, I decided I probably needed to go grocery shopping more than I needed to watch basketball. So I listened to it on the radio. Um, it's always pleasure to my ears and it was definitely an exciting game from what i understood shout out to mark finkner and then uh, everyone else over there but yeah, yeah certainly Briamber scott had another great game over 20 for the fifth straight game if i'm not mistaken so big game for krista gerlich just getting again going back to your point uh adam just in terms of getting the fan base back on it there's nothing more uh unifying than getting a victory over texas when you're a texas tech fan i know a lot of tech fans on twitter continue to say oh let's stop living off those coattails the general texas tech fan enjoys a win over texas and that's what you got with krista gerlich and company and i think that was uh, a good thing and as alex said it was great for the ears and i'm sure it was great for the people in attendance too On the news side, I know, Alex, you've been uh, working on a couple of projects, including one that's cropped up with a, uh, a concrete batch plant in North Lubbock. Yeah, Adam, uh, that is something that we've been watching for uh, a week or so now um, with publication in the newspaper of 
the intent of Wilbert Funeral Services to build a concrete batch plant in North Lubbock, just across Auburn Avenue, I believe from uh, Cavazos Middle School. Now, there is an existing facility there. It's not clear what the operations are uh, that are taking place there right now. I wasn't able to um, determine if there was a previous permit for a concrete concrete specialty patch plant there or not. But Wilbert Funeral Services said in a statement to local media that they were just simply renewing a permit that they've had since the early 90s uh, to uh, build a funeral supplies and things like septic tanks and, and the like. But uh, the residents of North Lubbock are not happy about the uh, possibility of a permit being issued for a concrete batch plant right in the heart of the Jackson neighborhood. They say that air quality will be affected, uh, that that it will affect kids that are going to Cavazos Middle School and folks that live around uh, in the vicinity of the plant. So they're not happy about it. They held a meeting last week to discuss the various options, and they're, they're being very vocal in their opposition to the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality for this air uh, quality permit that is uh, planned to be issued to Wilbert. So I know you checked that meeting out last week. Thanks for keeping an eye on that one. And we'll see if there are any more updates there. And then you've got a, more of a, a fun piece with uh, the state competition that you're looking at. Yeah. So uh, last week, uh, yeah. So last week, students found out from across Texas if they're part of uh, the the top tier in band, choir, and orchestra. A lot of students across the state every year audition for the all-state um, ensemble of their respective choice. And uh, many audition, few make it. There's a pretty lengthy process from region to area to state. And uh, a lot of students go through that process. But we've had a number of students from across the South Plains make it to the all-state uh, ensembles. They get to go and enjoy a clinic and... Um, a concert in San Antonio during the Texas Music Educators Association Conference in February. So we'll be taking a look at who those students are and what they do. Now, is this a process that you were familiar with from your time as a Plainview Bulldog? Uh, It is a process that I'm familiar with from my time as a Plainview Bulldog. Um, I never got to experience the entire process. Um, I always capped out uh, around the uh, area region, uh, especially in um, in choir as a base, but I never even made it past the audition phase on my saxophone. Unfortunately, that was that was that was not my strong suit. We'll just say that. I know Alex is being modest. He's one of the most talented recorder players I've ever heard, and I'm hoping he can uh, grace us with that gift on um, a future um, episode of The Lead in the near future. Oh, that's that's really just a party trick. Nothing more. Alana Edgen, our business reporter, uh, wasn't able to join us for the recording uh, for this week's uh, uh, lead, but I know she's got a few interesting stories. Hers are usually some of the more interesting pieces we have, including uh, trying to 
track down owners of uh, Habit Burger, a California-based burger chain. I believe Carlos is somewhat familiar or uh, with this chain, or yeah. at least has some takes. Yeah, I mean, if anything, it's just another hamburger place to add to Lubbock, and then it just shows the diversity that Lubbock's getting. I mean, at some point, hopefully, there will be a little bit more options, and I know everyone loves to say, oh, Whataburger's great, but it'd be nice to get some other, you know, hamburger options, so... Good to see that uh, things are happening, and as the city grows, just like Alex had mentioned, got to build roads, you need concrete. We'll see if that uh, helps to spur on some stuff for, you know, Habit Burger and maybe some other restaurants. Yeah, I think uh, Alanis had a number of pieces about franchises and other businesses that have wanted or have been seeking a franchisee in Lubbock specifically. So they're, they're seeking out Lubbock as a place to do business, and I think that just speaks to the... Um, the great place that the city is in economically and and uh, the diversity of the city and, and the attractiveness uh, for business. And so that's it's always exciting to see those headlines. Call me old school. I like change just as much as anybody else, but I really like the patty melt from Tommy's on North University. Don't, ever, don't know why people aren't just content with that. I don't think that's a hot take, Adam. That's a that's a really good patty melt over there. Well, as you all know, tier yeah. one patty. Melt. Yeah, I was gonna say it's just one of those deals where locals always great, but it's nice for some of the college students that you know maybe there are some college students that come from California that go to Texas Tech and they're like, hey, they want to try have something that you know is kind of well known to them back where they're from, kind of like the Hawaiian brothers that uh, Elena had wrote about before. That's a Dallas based uh, restaurant. There's a lot of kids that come from Dallas to Lubbock, so just something familiar for some of those kids that maybe aren't from Lubbock that are, you know, looking for something different. And I'll say this, too. Uh, you know, I'm a big shop local guy. I always, when I have an option, go to a local store or a local restaurant um, and support those guys. But it's worth remembering that the franchisees that uh, establish these chain restaurants, you know, are local, are Lubbock people, too, and those are Lubbock businesses. And, um, you know, those franchise owners are people that live here in our community. And, and and my other hot take, I guess, is that any money that's flowing into the Lubbock economy is is good money. Um, so if it if I'm paying my dollars at one business or another, it's all going back into our economy. So that's my thoughts. <laughs> Nothing you word, asked. <laughs> just a shout out, Girl Scout cookie sales are underway. I've already started putting our list together of uh, the obligatory order that we make. Got the Thin Mints, got the Caramel Delights. My wife always has us get the shortbread cookies. Mm. I don't know if you all have any uh, uh, do's or don'ts on those. Or... Well, I remember reading in the paper this week, that, or this, this past week, that there's a new flavor. Is there not? It's some sort of raspberry flavor. So I, I'm definitely going to try that. I yeah, can't we'll remember. See. Can't remember what they call it. It was like raspberry, razzy, dazzy, or something. I don't I'm know, sure people enjoy it, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I was just talking with Adam before this, but then mints in the freezer, put them there for a couple minutes. Best thing you can do. With There's them, no course. beating that. I was going to say, I can't remember. Tagalongs, I think, are the peanut butter ones. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had those. Those are the best. I, I'm a caramel delight. Or car caramel? Caramel delight. Caramel. Caramel. It's caramel. It's, it's tomato, okay. tomato. It, I'm a... A CD guy. There you Carmel go. Caramel Delight. There you go. I, those are my favorite, but Thin Mints are a very close second, especially when you pop them in the cold. Well, thank you guys for joining me. There's a lot going on around our community, and we love your story ideas and tips. Please feel free to reach out to me at ayoung at lobaconline.com, give me a call, or hit me up on social media. 
Here's hoping that Week Ahead brings great news and developments to Lubbock and our area. The lead is produced with the help of the Avalanche Journal's trends and breaking news reporter Mateo Rusilis and photo editor Annie Rice. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to checking back in with you next week. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.